Hello and welcome to the DFS underscore PhD show for today, the 27th of July. We'll do the uh, year because we all know what year it is. Definitely. Uh, yesterday we had a fun time sweating out this WNBA slate. And uh, unfortunately, it game didn't end at the end of the third quarter. Because if it did, we were in a lot better shape. We were going to take down um, with just a six-way chop, which is a little bit tough in WNBA. But Diamond Miller play like six very passive minutes in the fourth quarter, deferring a lot to uh, – who was it? It was back Shep. Um, Egbo, zero fourth quarter minutes despite – well, I looked it up. She had, a, she had a minus 14 plus minus. But I'm not a single game plus minus guy. But okay, she was getting a little bit dominated down there. Um, we still wound up taking down a little bit of satellites, but when you were, you know, at the end of the third quarter thinking you might have a chance, that was disappointing. Uh, the other thing I saw yesterday right after the the video, I, you know, if you follow me on Twitter, you noticed it. And I think, I don't even know if this worked out or not. I didn't look up the result. But thank you, sir. doesn't matter the result. The point is that in tennis, I think there might be a bit of an edge because this guy who's min price, 15% aces, going to score a ton of points. And his odds to win the match, 30 to 45%-ish, depending on what metrics you use, 31 to 42. Coming in at 12.5% owned. So huge, huge edge in tennis I'm seeing. I still haven't figured out exactly how to leverage it. Um, I've won a few times. I'm, I'm net up, but I just don't have a strategy. You know what I mean? So until I get a strategy, we won't have a show for it. But you'll hear my random spurts from time to time here. Uh, okay, so now on to baseball. Yesterday was a frustrating slate couple of them um, where all of uh, a lot of the chalk pitchers were just killing us all day long. For me, I wound up at 60% Joe Ryan. So bye-bye money for the morning slate. Uh, Peralta obviously saved a few lineups, had a Peralta Miller and a Peralta one Alcantara, but didn't have any stacks with him. So that, yeah, meh. Early slate, not so good. Main slate, Strider was okay. But yes, if you wound up on Lynn and Valdez, you were upset. Um, Rodon was okay. So again, our leverage arms are probably a good spot to look. Um, the, right, the zeros are not true. So when they don't start, they don't pipe in the data correctly for the, the points here. So Because uh, I know Wood and Harris both came in the game and had okay games. I mean, they weren't like, you know, barn, barn burners or anything, but they were fine. So, you know... Um, not a great main slate either. So, hey, congratulations to the winners. You know, remember to us, you're good enough, you're strong enough. Somebody had to win that money. Just uh, wasn't us today. We'll, we'll save our luck. You know, that's the, the thing I've been trying to say is I'm still trying to save my luck for better slates. Yesterday, there was only like 7,500 up top for baseball anyway. So, you know, even among these little middle of the summer baseball slates, not really where I wanted to be using up my luck. So, that's fine. Oh, yeah. So today I wanted to talk a little bit about, since it's early enough and we just got the starters, kind of fun to talk about. Uh, there's 20,000 up top today for the showdown. So I'm going to do the showdown and the main slate today just because I really like talking about the uniqueness aspect of showdowns. Um, so we'll talk about that for a few minutes. Because uh, when I say uniqueness, I first want to tell you guys, like, what is the most important part of when you're building this out? And the most important part is knowing your expected number of duplicates. So I'm trying today to win like $10,000 in this competition. So for that, I need a maximum of three duplicates. So you do that for whatever competition, you figure out contest size, you figure out what's the minimum that you'd be happy taking down. You don't want to chop with like a hundred people, but whatever. And then you set your limits based on that. So for instance, I just, this just happened with, um, with golf. And I think I'll probably have to reload. Oh, great. I don't have to reload the screen. 
So this week with golf, I have 100 entries, all of them unique. Average salary, not even that low, right? How did I do this? Well, I did it with a combination of two things. I did it with a uh, aggregate rule. So setting no more than five dupes, but then with a severe salary restriction. So most everybody uses way too much salary in all sports. And so your um, likelihood of your combined events being uh, independent goes from less likely because people spend all their money to more likely as you go under like 49,800 or less or more, depending on the sport. So I had a cap of like 49,700, but a min of 49,500 or something or 200, 300, whatever. So I gave them a little bit of that golden region where we should be undersampled from a uh, combined statistics perspective. Um, and so the same thing we will be doing here. So I'm about to build my my slate here and I almost started and I was like, well, I don't want to show you guys my actual lineups on the stream. So I'm, I've left it at this phase. And the phase is still unsure what I'm going to do with Otani. I haven't set percentages yet. Let's look in the captain because the captain decision, obviously, on this kind of slate is the most important. And we've got rational ownership. We've got 42% Otani, 23% uh, Lorenzen. That's about right. I looked up, looked it up. Odds to win are about 19% for Lorenzen. Um, to get the actual quality start win or whatever is 33% for Otani. So you're not getting great value with either one of them in the captain, but you are getting the most likely optimal captain. So I think I'm playing three lineups. I'll probably play one with each one of the captain and probably both of those wind up with the other one being in the utility spot. And, and yeah, I'm going to play both uh, pitchers today. These guys are both fine. I don't expect either one to get shelled and neither one of these teams inspires a great degree of confidence. They're not like at the very top of our, you know, strikeouts list, uh, strikeouts per nine list or something. So um, yeah, I think perfectly valid for that third lineup or for whatever other lineups you're building. If you're really, I just, I know I can get my duplicates down even with an Otani captain, even with a Lorenzen captain. So that's why I just, I'm not that, because like you look at utility and you just see wild ownership sometimes, like people getting down, yeah, whatever's going on with Javier Baez, is he not playing today? He's playing. So, you know, I don't, I don't know what's going on with people, but he's probably way too expensive for his production recently. Um, probably it's just the wrong ownership. But, you know, if you combine like a Detroit stack with Lorenzen captain, you can see that's going to get you there in terms of your your expected uniqueness. And then you leave like three, four hundred dollars on the table and you'll be fine. You know, get a couple of dupes or something. Um, but obviously the easiest way to get unique and not stupid is to play a solid value batter as your captain, right? Play a guy who you think has that home run upside. Like, okay, let's sort by home run upside. All right, so that's, uh, okay, Our home runs allowed goes in the same column as home runs made. I was like, I don't think Lorenzen's going to get the at-bats. But Moustakis, you got Kerry Carpenter. Wow, look at that. So you got some pretty good percentages here, right? I mean, really, I'm looking down here. What's the, we got 13% chance of Riley Green hitting a home run off Otani. I believe in that. So I might get to Riley Green at 0.85% captain just to make sure I get it. Because, I mean, that's just nuts. That's nuts. Um, I mean, he's been swinging a bat, too. I mean, he's not he's not in the doldrums or anything. Is it left on left, maybe? that That's why people would be so low? Uh, platoon is a big thing in baseball. So we've got a right-handed pitcher, and I don't see the handedness of the batter right away. But it's it's probably that, a left-on-left matchup. Um Maybe dig down into the splits. Maybe I don't do that, but we'll see. Really, any of these is a fine choice, though, because, I mean, the odds of home run, right? 
Let's go over here. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Let's just do it by who has the highest odds to home run minus ownership, right? That's the best leverage of a home run captain. So the best leverage home run captain, uh, 20% minus 4.5 is like 15 and a half. 20% minus 3.7 is like 16.3. This is it. Mickey Moniak at 19 minus 16.7. So this was 16.3. This is 16.7. Um, I think it's Mickey Moniak by a, a sliver. Yeah, it's Mickey Moniak is our most likely to, to whack one today um, in terms of leverage versus his ownership. So he's 2.3% and he's almost 10 times that to, to not to whack one. So there's your captain of the day if you want a, a value play on this uh, showdown slate. I guess it's Mickey Moniak captain. Uh, he's way under owned for his chance of a homer. Yeah. Um, so, okay. That more or less takes us to what I want to say about the uh, the main slate or the, the showdown slate. I guess there's, you know, there's always the, the point you got to make to make sure you got a tight player pool. I, I think you can get unique without playing relief pitchers, but perfectly valid strategy if you want to do uh, build in a relief pitcher strategy. So you got your most likely relief pitchers up here. You double check that we played the day before. You double check the ownership. His Jesus. I mean, I want a six percent owned relief pitcher. I want a little better than that. You know, I'm looking for leverage here. I'm not looking for a, a six percent owned RMGs. I got six percent owned. I'll go to Javier Baez. Okay. All right. So these are my general points. Um, I you use yeah geometric mean. You can use whatever in your various software to uh, to limit things. But onto today's slate because we got to get that in as well. Doesn't look like we have many weather concerns unless you're concerned about the pitchers in uh, the Mets game and the Cardinals game, because it's going to be a hot one. I know you guys are all probably aware of summer happening. It's definitely happening where I'm living. But it's not as bad as for you guys. For me, it's like I got, you know, have to run the AC most of the day. That's a bad day in California. Hot day in California. Okay, um, so we're going to have, I did actually nerf a couple of pitchers here. So specifically, I nerfed Senga because he is pitching in one of these games where the, the weather is a little bit bad. So I took his expected thing down a little bit. And you know what? I'm going to take him down a little bit to 18.5, maybe. Maybe 18. 18.5. Just to make it clear, he's not a preferred between those two. It's no longer an exact tie because of the weather being the tiebreaker. So yeah, that's what these numbers wind up being is some sort of influence by my Council of Dudes averages, but also then mixing in at the last second my weather gut bias because I didn't have luck mixing that in as a specific average. My weather tool did not uh, come through for me that. Okay. So yeah, these are my studs, Bybee, Senga, Cease, no surprises. The uh, other guys were mostly fading. We're jamming studs today. No leverage arms. So I, I always tell you, listen to my leverage arms and yeah, um, no leverage arms today. And there's the studs, you jam them. The other, the two, the non-studs I'm playing are steel and gray for the audio people, but um, I am not uh, playing very much of them. I'm fading those guys. They'll be 30, 20% on. I'm going to have less than that. I'm going to have a little bit because I needed to fill out the player pool. I'm like, what is this, 120, 170, 215. I'm giving them like no wiggle room anyway. They're going to have to take a max of all of these anyway. So it's 15, 30%. So I'm not going to fade them that much anyway, just because there's just no pitchers. There's nothing to do. I don't want to be 60% Senga. I don't want to be more than 60% Cease and Bybee. It's already stressing my, my uh, I'm already feeling stressed about that. I might add Michaelis to the table just so I don't have anybody above 50%. But his upside, I don't, I don't buy it. I don't buy his upside. That's why I haven't added him to the table for stacks today. 
get lucky. I mean, that's, that's the whole thing today. I got no, I, they're, they're all half the team. You know, if you're not facing one of these studs, then you have a shot. So probably I won't be heavy on Cleveland or what white Sox. Cleveland and white Sox are towards the bottom of expected runs like you would expect, but I'm not going to zero them out. I mean, you gotta, you gotta have your hedges, right? I mean, and cause, uh, I'm going to be 60% by me. Well, the way he fails, pretty obvious. He gets mashed by the White Sox. So, I mean, he's a great value today. I, I, I'm not going to get off 60% by me, but, you know, I'm not going to have 40% White Sox, but 20%, 10, 15% White Sox, definitely not out of the question. So I'm not taking anybody off the table, even Cleveland against Cease, because these guys are strikeout. I mean, they could go a long way. We expect a lot of strikeouts, but... The other thing is completely possible for any of these pitchers. You've seen it happen. I mean, Bybee's a little bit newer, so I'm not sure if we have seen it happen to him, but it will happen to all of your favorite pitchers. Um, yeah, so I've said what I want to say about the main slate now. Let me see if I can. I'm an old man, so I have trouble moving stuff around on my computer. Okay, so let me see if we got any new prize picks or underdog stuff. Eh, Michael is under on hits is fine. Lorenzen. Over on runs is fine. These are on underdog. Yeah, we got a good underdog two there. A good underdog three. A good underdog four. Yeah. All right. I'll probably post that underdog pick with. So that's underdog Sandoval over 1.5 walks. Otani over 1.5 walks. I'm not sure. It's it's a double header, I guess. So just make sure you can take two pitchers from the same team on the same card. I'm not sure if Price Picks has a problem with that or underdog has a problem with that. Uh, Lorenzen uh, over 2.5 walk runs. Oh, Lorenzen's not on the Angels anymore. Okay, that's like three Angels pitchers. Okay. Um, and then over for my, under for Michaelis, 6.5 hits. So I'll double check. They really, the guys are getting, you know, they get, they're getting sharper. There's a guy over there that like his whole job is to change these in response to sites like this. So he's going to this, he's going to optimal bets, he's going to whatever the... Um, the stochastic version of it is. So you all know, uh, last couple of days when I've gone there, that the lines have been pulled or updated and they're no longer there. So that's why I haven't seen the line, the uh, cards coming. But I am still looking. And if I do see value, I'll tell you, but I'm not going to give you picks every day because there's not value every day. I mean, some days there's value. Like, okay, we got one, two, squint and see a third, four, three prize picks once, but I don't have more than that. And I need five to play a prize picks card. So, you know, I'm always just looking for value. Where can I post post value? And that's where I get value on prize picks. All right, dude. So that's it for today. Think about um, keeping your lineups closer to uh, unique or, you know, just a couple of dupes for the showdown slate. And remember, you're good enough, you're strong enough, and gosh darn it, somebody's got to win that money. How do I? <laughs> well, that's better when I can figure out how to actually end the recording. All right. Bye, guys.